Yo, 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 this is VCW, a subsidiary of Villains and Vinyl. This is our wrestling podcast. VCW, 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 VCW. This is CJ, one quarter of the coolest motherfuckers on the planet, and I am joined today by... All right, everybody's favorite is Mr. Number Two, is Quinn, a.k.a., you know, the king of the internet. Yes, I'm on that. I'm on that. All right, and I'm about to throw it over. Oh, you know who I am, because what a good day Friday was. And the day after, Tequila T was enjoying National Tequila Day. But we had the number three. I'm going to call it Whiskey Three today, because I'm drinking a little Uncle Nearest right now. So. Oh, oh, Thirsty oh, hoes oh. got sink on the mile. I need to have a whole <laughs> another day. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> hey. Cinco de Mayo is for, no, it's, it's, a, it's a historical <laughs> holiday. Oh, I know what it's for. What is it used for, though? Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. National yeah. Tequila Day. National Tequila Day, there's no qualms or nothing. No, you know what's happening. You know what it's about. Let's go. Tequila is the drunk white frat girl of liquor. Anyway, and oh, we're going to throw it to number Hold on, hold on. I don't think that was a hot take. That sounded like factual information. Oh, shit. (laughs) Just because y'all cannot handle tequila. But also, I'm number four, the darkest D, Prince Petty. Welcome back, y'all. That's what's up. Yep, like I said, tequila, the drunk white girl of liquors. Anyway, that's down on it. (laughs) Nah, that's not vodka. Yeah, it is. Vodka is (laughs) maybe the drunk frat dude of liquor, which is two totally different things. They ain't got birthday cake like flavored like tequila. I hope not. Thank you. Well, no, like I said, I feel vodka is the drunk frat dude. Tequila is the drunk frat chick. Yeah, no. that's fine. That's fine. No. You can be your liquor is just trash. Anyway, whatever. We don't agree often, CJ. We don't agree often. Yeah, I know. So hey, there's we're no gonna get into some it. disagreements that we have this week, but let's jump into the week of wrestling. So we're gonna start off, as you know, we start off with WWE, then we move into AEW. So let's start off with Raw. Oh, wait a minute. Before I do this, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Villains and Vinyl, Twitter at Villains and Vinyl. We're on Podbean, Insta- excuse me, Podbean, Apple Music, Google Podcast, Spotify. So now that all that's out the way, Raw, we had a lot of stuff going on. I'm going to throw it to you, Q. What was your biggest takeaway from this Monday night's Raw? Well, me and T were kind of going back and forth about this. It got pretty black on Raw. Like for the first time in a long time, there were a lot of black faces, you know. And, and I ain't mad, you know. We got we potentially could see some uh, like some some stuff happen, but yeah, all in all, I will say this: a new faction might be starting. So I'm I'm excited about that. That was my takeaway from it. Was like we got a new faction. It, it so, all great. right, so talk to the people. Give us some details about the faction and all that. Yes, oh. you stole mine. Go ahead. Oh, well, too bad. Number two come before three. So, hey. <laughs> better like better second place than third. Mm. Right. This is a tag team today. Let's go. <laughs> wait a minute. I just attacked your liquor. Look, I heard <laughs> that on the low like I'm not number four. <laughs> hey, hey, look, look, look. I'm chilling because I'm number one, but that's still. 
<laughs> anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. But yeah, we gonna we gonna do a two part on this. So I'm gonna throw my I'm gonna throw mine on there because we, we we a team. No, so you go ahead. I got something else. Okay, all right, fine. I was trying I mean, I'm to taking see. it like a relay. Right. Last leg strong. All right. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and throw my bit out. So yeah, you got you got the the hurt business. Yeah, I, they still gotta work on the name, but business is good. <laughs> but yeah, they had they had a nice little nice little meeting of the minds, you know, and I feel like MVP definitely is coming out strong. Granted, I still don't think he should have that belt on him, but they're doing the best they can right now with Apollo Cruz being air quotes injured, which we all know what's going on. His respiratory <laughs> system injured. Yes. Wow, and... that was that was toxic. Wait a minute, if I'm gonna keep, if I'm gonna call <laughs> T out for his toxicity, it is. I got. I ain't gonna say nothing about the the ongoing global bastard, but I believe he and the ongoing global bastard are close right now. <laughs> God damn, okay. Anyway, so for people who may not know, the hurt business consists of MVP Shelton Benjamin and Bobby Lashley. MVP has an ongoing feud with um, Apollo Crews, who has been off television for about a month now over the U.S. championship. So I'm a, that's just going to lay some groundwork. All right, Q, go ahead. My bad. All right, so now that you're caught up. So, yeah, like, I'm definitely liking it because Shelton Benjamin is too talented for them, to, for them to just let him sit around, you know, because they done did him dirty in the past. And, you know, having him team up with MVP because they've worked together before. Like him and Lashley worked together and having a solid group that has some history in there and just people of color for once. I mean, we're doing it big in 2020, even with no crowd. So, yeah, it's good to see that, like, you know, they – I mean, granted, it's weird that Bobby is the only one without really a title. It is a weird situation because he's the only one without a title, but he's also, you know, MVP doesn't really have a title. And Sheldon Benjamin has a title worth about as much as my iron. See, that's the thing I want to know. I want to see if they're going to help him, like, keep that title, which would be, I think, funny to me. Give it some importance, like say somebody attacked Shelton all of a sudden. Lashley and MVP come out of nowhere, beat him down. Yeah, oh. but the issue with that faction is going to be eventually Bobby Lashley is your best wrestler. And at best, at, at well, at best, he won't have any title, right? Yeah. Because he's yeah. not going to get the world title because that's probably going to go to Randy Orton next. So... Yeah. And he's not going to get the U.S. championship unless MVP just kind of like does the finger poke of doom. Okay, we're not going back to that, no. No, No, I'm just saying, but that's the only way he could probably get it outside of maybe Apollo Crews wins the ultimate match and is still the champion, which he never lost anyway. And then Bobby Lashley comes to snatch it from him. What if two fly um, does the heel turn and join Lashley? They go get the tag belts. Y'all hear that? If y'all have been listening, they still trying to push Two Fly. It ain't happening. It's gonna fizzle out. Two Fly about to win the bet. I'm about to lose anyway. 
But plus, I don't think they're trying to. Well, I mean, I think me and you disagree, Quinn, because I don't think they're trying to push too fly per se. And I don't even think that fizzled out because they never gave too fly a chance. Too fly could absolutely be a tag team. Oh yes, but they they ain't gonna do right, bro. I mean, like they can continue, like because it they're already breaking it with like you know the focus being on Cedric potentially like like coming up. You know what? I am interested to know when Cedric's contract is up. Yeah, somebody, Stat Girl, Stat Boy, whoever looked that up. We don't have a Stat Boy, Stat Girl. Damn it! So get get your assistant. Uh, um, how are we not going to address the how are we going to address the elephant in the room and not talk about how Ron Simmons was there at the beginning of the promo? Damn, you're right. And Damn. that's what kind of got you in the feels because that was my first thought. I like D. He was he just came up. Remember what we talk about? Mm. Ron Simmons didn't even say "damn." When was the last Damn. time he was on Raw and did not say "damn"? When was the last time he was on Raw and had dialogue that wasn't "damn"? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know when the last time he wrestled because it was around uh, then. You know what I'm saying? So it had to be a little serious. That's when I knew something was up. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, I love the setup with Shelton. Like I did kind of like the idea of t- them teasing our truth, but they're like, no, I wasn't talking to you. Boom. Hey, hey, <laughs> was- hey! Look, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, re- uh, you gotta support your fellow NC State, like you know, alum. So then, here's the question, though. Talking about the hurt business, I guess before we move on to Terrence, one last question. Is do you think it's gonna be street profits or you think it's gonna to be too fly? Street profits, honestly, like because I feel like they I mean it's it's weird because it looks like they want Cedric, you know, and if they bring in like if they bring in them, they're gonna act like Ricochet. You know what? I'm gonna go on a weird limb and follow me down the rabbit hole. Viking Raiders. Mm. Okay, oh. I'm listening. I'm intrigued. Okay. I'm intrigued. Take me down the rabbit hole. Okay, so things we saw on Raw for this rabbit hole. Ron Simmons had two conversations. He had one with MVP and Bobby Lashley that you heard him say, remember what I told you. And he had another one with the Viking Raiders. I missed that one. But they didn't say anything. You couldn't hear any of the dialogue at all. But they were in agreement with him while he was, you know, spitting some things. Viking Raiders are on a little losing streak after losing to a Street Profits team that looked real dominant on Raw. <laughs> they were hot as fuck when they came hey, out. See, when you're done, that's going to explain my argument for them. Go ahead and keep mm. going. It's like, and I know WWE is already talking amongst itself about do they really feel comfortable doing an all-black faction? In the nation of domination sense. I mean, you still got to do that. Yeah, but New Day's faction to me happens to be black, while every black faction looks just like this one will, because there's only yeah. been one, and this is going to look just like the nation. And that's why I was going to say, because of our biases, I almost feel like, well, also, to be fair, I think WWE is teasing different angles, and I think because of some of our biases, we because some of us do want to see a new nation, or not even say a new nation, something in that lines. Like, you see the interaction between him and Cedric and then him and Two Fly. And then the thing was, like me and D discussed, did you see how aggressive that um, Street Fighters came out when they jumped uh, oh, they Andrade and Oh Boy? And the way they came, it was almost hillish that beatdown they, they gave them. And they were also rocking black and gold. 
It was a different goal. It was like a black and gold. I feel like they drop an Easter egg. Honestly, I would want, part of me want to fly to join, but I think Street Profits will do wonders with that. See, I want the Street Profits. Yeah. yeah. I think they would do wonders with the with the um, Hurt Business. Because then also, you have MVP's a great talker, but now you also have Montez to talk to if you need a second talker. Yeah, I just don't know because I still think they're going to probably keep Andrade. I don't think they, you can turn Andrade and Garza face. They're not going to. Yeah. I think they're just done with the tag team division. Yeah, because, I mean, you saw you saw that whole little interaction the where titles. they were, where they were like, you know, they were bickering. And then at the end of it, oh, we're cool. I, I don't think they know what to do with them, and they might break them up. It's WWE. They'll be tag team champions next week. All right, so. WWE, or, they're going to be in a little factual Orton. Yeah. So or two fly or two fly versus um two fly versus street profits gonna happen and if you hurt business come out, who you think they gonna help? So then T it's your turn. Cause I don't wanna spend all day on Okay. Because okay. we could because it's we, an interesting show. Really could. Yeah. But go ahead. Um Bianca Bel Belair disappeared again. <laughs> yeah, after showing up for one yeah. week. <laughs> It's crazy. Not what that, like I don't. I'm trying to get because I'm trying to get the story because I am happy that they're giving Ruby Riot time. I've always wanted to see what they could do with her, but like I'm trying to get what they're going with the storyline. Like, what was the point of Bianca coming last week if she wasn't? Dude, they, I don't think they know where they're going with the storyline of Bianca. They, they don't. I know that's you know that's what was. It's not really a highlight, but that's something that I noticed significant because, like I said, I do like. That they try to do something Ruby Riot, and I think eventually it's going to be the whole it's bringing back um Liv Morgan to old self. But you no, know, Bianca came out last week. They did a tag team thing one, and it's like you said, Bianca's gone this week. And I get if you want to put her in a tag team, I think she's better as a competitor, a solo competitor. But I get if you want to say, you know what, with all the Bailey and Sasha Banks stuff, then you got Asuka. I get if you're saying, you know what, our division is kind of good right now. Even though on Raw, there's not that many challenges. Unless there's a background decision, not trying to go back to it, that she's going to be with the uh, Hurt Business. Because she fits more than anybody else we talked about. She does, but... Well, I think there's one type who fits better. She just isn't actually black. Who's that? Oh, um, Shayna? Yeah. And that's... And not trying to go back, but something you said a while ago, I could see them with because, like you said, how close to Nation Tabernacle you want it. Her business could be them and Viking Raiders because, like, they're strong. That could give them a, re, a redo. Yeah. I like your idea with Shayna Baszler. But see, I don't want the Viking Raiders in her business. I do want Shayna Baszler in her business. But, going but back if to you my give point. me the three profits, I'll take Bianca for sure. <laughs> I would just love all of it. <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's a weird spot because you don't want to have like a really dominant like super like strong like a like heel faction on a show that literally is like alright we we got a small group of tag teams and everybody else is just in a group. You know everybody else is just a faction. Because it's not like the old days where you had factions out the ass and you had legit storylines like, because y'all remember the Calgary Stampede, uh, mm-hmm. where, yeah, where Austin even had some people, and it was them and the Heart Foundation. We can't do matches like that, because there's not that many of them. And as much as I would love to revisit the days of, like, you know, Nation of Domination and have, like, a legit group of, like, motherfuckers that could tear it up in the ring, 
mean, there's WWE a raw fans. scenario where they could have factions. They're they're right there. They just I'd say they're kind of almost there with their <clears throat> factions. Um, and also, I think you can have a dominant hill faction. I think a hill faction is the only faction that works when there's not a lot of factions. Well, I mean, just in the it can't be too big though, because that's the thing. Well, you're only talking about at this point, and I mean, I hate to go back to the hurt business, but you're only talking about MVP, Bobby Lashley, Shelton. I don't, I mean, you count Shelton and a tag team and women, so that's six. And, like, my hurt business is six. It's like, but my hurt business, MVP doesn't wrestle. So, yeah, if MVP doesn't wrestle, then you take it down to actually five wrestlers, which is more mm-hmm. than enough for a mm-hmm. faction, particularly with two of them being. An actual tag team. Tag, team. tag team and one being a woman. Yeah. So, but see, I guess, I guess me talking about the absence of Bianca Kane brought this all back to full circle. That's why that was significant on Raw because I'm just like, where are you going with this story? And then look. But at I don't want. Know. See, I don't want Bianca in the hurt business at all. I want her nowhere near it. I do. I don't want her nowhere near. Because I think I feel like factions, particularly out for people that need it. She doesn't need one. I feel like Shayna needs one. That's fair. Shayna does need one. But I don't think, and that's only because of how WWE views her. It's not a a thing on Shayna herself. Mm -hmm. But I think Bianca doesn't need one. I think you need people, if you're going to have that faction, who can go against it. And Bianca is one of the few from a personality standpoint, I think they can do it. And plus, I just like keeping her separate from the Street Profits. I just, I, I don't like keeping her tied to them. I, don't, I get that. I, I think that's lazy writing. So Very I'm not lazy. a fan of that. Dude, I'm thinking do. about your hurt business too. Well, just motherfuckers that hurt people. I, no matter race, that's, it works. They all badass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the thing is with her, it would benefit her. Like It would benefit Shana because she would get a little bit more like screen time. Who are we talking about? Uh, like. Yeah, like it would benefit her if she was like I agree, it would benefit her because she is a good heel. They just don't give her enough time to showcase it, you know? Yeah. So all right. So D on you. So my raw highlight or my importance of raw is the end of the Randy Orton or towards the end of the Randy Orton Big Show match where Angel Garza and Andrade showed up. Because earlier after they lost to the street, the street profits in abused fashion, because they got that work, they got all that smoke. The street profits came out and talked all this shit, <laughs> and he did a the splash. He turned in the air. Oh man, I that was a hell of a frog splash. I don't even think they knew they were gonna get their asses whooped. Just to jump them and then go to the ring and dominate them and leave. I was like, that's bruh. That's, that's her business. But anyway. <laughs> Not anyway. It's just business. It's like they lost. And then after the match, uh, Selena Vega flipped out on them uh, for not having their shit together and not being united. And Angel and Andrade were like, nah, chill. We're good. And they, you know, gave each other a look like, nah, we're good. And then they showed up to help Randy Orton again. And I'm like, Randy Orton hates legends. Randy Orton doesn't really like to do stuff. And when Randy Orton's motivated, he does help push people. Um, motivated Orton's good for wrestling. 
just because of how many things he's willing to touch. You know, all his factions have been good uh, for what they were. And I think this could be pretty helpful for Andrade. More so Andrade than Angel, because anything we can do to keep Andrade not having to talk, but still showcasing his ability is going to be good until he can have a better hold on dialogue. He's getting better to me. He is getting better. He is getting better. Like, realistically, he only has to be Shinsuke good. He doesn't have to do anything stellar. That's true. Well, I, know, like I don't Shinsuke know. Talk I think more, he, he could get away. He I think get away he has to be a little bit better than Shinsuke. They don't only let Shinsuke talk that much. He can do better than they give him. True. Only because of his character. Shinsuke doesn't need to talk a lot. I yeah, feel like weird. Andrade, <laughs> kind of, yeah, he can. I think I feel like Andrade probably does just a little bit more, not, not a lot. Is he going to take it to the next level? Because he has that talent. He has the look, but well, and he and he's he's mixed into that whole, you know, uh, that kind of Flair esque like thing, you know, where he knows he's good, mm-hmm. and I think that's what they want out of him is to showcase that. Because it's like, well, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that y'all go. Ahead. Oh. I was about to say, it's like the reason why him and Angel Gar is that, like, they're literally, they could literally be the perfect person. You got one that, like, is phenomenal when it comes to, like, showcasing that he can get on the mic, you know? And then you got one that could physically, like, go in there and put, like, put together a good match. Well, and it also depends on how you define next level. I think Andrade's ceiling is U.S. champion. Maybe a title contender. I think Angel could be a champion. I think Andrade could contend for a world title and have it be believable if he were to win, though he wouldn't. Well, but that's how I feel about my – that's how I feel your U.S. Intercontinental Champions yeah. are supposed to be anyway. So for when I say Angel, that, I don't feel that strongly quite yet. See, I think he can win a title. I think so he'll probably small. be – I think he'll be SmackDown. If he was on SmackDown, I'd be more confident. Oh, but I, you know, if but he was I think on SmackDown, does. I would be more confident about it. Or if I, he was I, in NXT. I think he's a solo champion. World champion. I think absolutely. Especially if he keeps Selena. So. I don't think he keeps Selena. I think Andrade uh, keeps Selena. Yeah, I think it because Andrade needs her more. But I mm-hmm. do think if they work together, I put it like that, I do think the ceiling's higher. But realistically, I think Angel Garza could follow – the Dolph Ziggler before that one concussion that ruined everything where he like bounces from women. Cause he's just that person. Yeah. And so he always has a valet and like, it's just kind of known that he might cycle that might cycle her out. That's true. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, I think he could win it. Um, but it's interesting. So my takeaway is I'm gonna hate to see Kari go. Yeah. I'm going to hate to see Kari. You know what? Real quick, though, because we talked about this uh, a couple days ago, uh, just between us. Kudos to WWE for allowing Kari Zane to pick up such a good win and giving them time to showcase that match, knowing she's about to head out. We appreciate that. But they're also counting on her to be an ambassador, too. Yeah. I mean, that's true. But still... No, what I'm saying is, you know, she was just leaving the lead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, she there. still got that L coming, though. I mean, we yeah. already know. Oh, yeah, she's about to get, she about to get <laughs> oh, the brakes beat out of her this week. That's, of course, <laughs> they're trying to keep her on as a trainer. Yeah, they don't want her to go. 
Yeah, they, I mean, they he, understand what they have with her. <laughs> they might, and that's the thing that frustrates me about WWE. It. Sometimes is they know who they have even when they don't use them. Yep. <laughs> like they will literally not have any idea how to use someone and understand exactly how good they would be if they did use them. It's yeah. the weirdest thing in the world to me. So they know they got like Kari is an asset, so they're not gonna let that yeah. go. Because literally, like, because that's the thing. Like, they got two. Because I was watching uh, Lucha Underground, and she was in a little group, the uh, Black Lotus Triad, and it's all a bunch of phenomenal, amazing, like, uh, female, like, like wrestlers. Because uh, Io was a part of the group, and they got her and Kyrie. So, and Homegirl, who's a champ over in in AEW, I think. Yeah, she was in the group too. So it's they know they got like you know Boy. they know they got hitters. I yeah. want that faction, and I want Oscar to lead it. <laughs> hey, we can see a resurgence because that damn sure would like put asses in seats. Well, whenever, whenever we get crowds back. So, good on them for doing something right for a change. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to shout them out because I do come down on them pretty hard when every time they're wrong, so I want to highlight them when they do something good. Right, that was <laughs> That was these good words about WWE. It hardly ever happens, but when it does, he genuinely means it. All right, so then now I'm curious to see any other takeaways from Raw before we move on to NXT. Nothing that don't have to do with the Hurt Business. All right, cool. So <laughs> then let's move on. All right, so we don't spend like two hours talking about that. So Wednesday you had NXT. Q, what was your highlight from NXT this week? Oh... This one's another one that didn't sit well with me, but I it opens it up. Keith Lee had dropped the title. Can't be Keith two belts. Can't scrap them bitches together and have, wear two belts now. But, hey, you know, he's still the champ. But, yeah, that still bothered me. All in all, it's a good show. It's just, yeah, I feel like with Keith Lee, they could have let him hold the belts a little bit more longer because he's an entertaining guy, you know. He he's a good wrestler, and yeah, he earned both those belts. So, yeah, you can't fight creative when they want to do something. So we'll we'll see because yeah, they're doing the Invitational, right, to see who like or see who gets the like gets the belt like it's vacant at the point like at this point. Oh yeah, they're about to ruin Keith Lee. But anyway, so I don't even bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> they about to do it. They about to do it. Um. All right, T, what's your highlight? Is it saying the same thing? I actually like those um matches, the um matches, the qualifications because they're. I like them, but they're giving a lot away because we and D was talking about it. I'm looking up all you know all the. Qualifiers, but first off, Bronson Reed beat Gargano, and um, I always get your boy from um, Undisputed Era. Roddy, Roddy, yeah, Roddy Strong, Mr. Strong. <laughs> he beat both of them. I'm like, oh, that's a qualifier. And that was before I knew it was gonna be a five man ladder. I just because I wasn't paying attention to it much. I'm like, oh, okay. And then what? Was, who's the next match? Either way, all the wrestlers that they got qualifying or in qualifiers can be in this five match. 
elimination. Yeah, the are next crazy. Like and there's one Finn Loomis and somebody else. Yeah, like one of the matches. I'm like, yo, those are actual either future NXT like championship matches or. So I actually think that's it's kind of pretty. That's my like pretty dope because like I said, first off, Bronson Reed win. I was like, what? Where's the other one? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, Bronson Reed going over was kind of big. Timothy Thatcher, no, no, yeah, Timothy Thatcher's fighting. Let me go. Where's his list of all? No, yeah, it's Timothy Thatcher, uh, Finn Balor, Finn Balor, and Dexter Loomis. Like, who's gonna win that? So I'm intrigued to see that because that's like, but it's almost like they're giving us a lot because even then, if whoever wins, you still got three more spots, and yeah, I forgot like, the other matches. The, what's the next match? Like, Adam Cole, I'm looking for that now. Karrion Cross, and. <laughs> Velveteen Dream or some crap. So it's like, how many wrestlers are they gonna sacrifice to get? But either way, I'm excited because that ladder match is gonna be good. I'm like, okay. five men get in, and these other matches we're getting, like, yeah, anyone can win them based off who they are. So a lot of people you would expect to see in that ladder match aren't gonna be there. Yeah, that's oh, and that's the downside to it. Like, yeah, if they keep doing this, you know. Because it's kind of unpredictable. Like, if you're gonna keep making these these qual like these qualifier matches, who the hell? Like, yeah, you you yeah, y'all are right. They're gonna run out of people. Who are yeah. you gonna have come out? Because I mean, realistically, right now, if you thought of five people that you were gonna put in a ladder match for the North American title, like at least three of them aren't gonna be in the match from the first two qualifying matches. <laughs> Yeah, but I also think that protects the people who aren't going to be in there either. It does. In a way. So I think you can, because I think on NXT roster, you can put five people on a ladder match, and you can find five quality wrestlers that, can, that you know, maybe two of them you don't think are going to win. I'm pretty confident with NXT's rosters. There's like yeah. four people so, on it who wouldn't give you a great show in a, in a five-man ladder match. I'm just saying, even that, that's what I'm saying, those three in itself. I feel like those three should be in a ladder match. Why are they fighting to get in? So this is going. But to be I also think those other three are world title contenders too. That's true. So yeah. you got to think about that. You got to have make sure you have world title contenders on deck, no matter who. If you no matter what. So yeah. I well, that's that. what I was thinking with like with next week. Like I don't see Finn winning. Um, because they're gonna again need world title contenders. And Finn's Finn. But he said it's the only match, the only belt he hasn't had. That's the other thing. It's the only belt he hasn't had. Uh, which is the only reason I'm like, maybe. But you could put Dexter or Thatcher. And I think both, I think they're slow rolling Dexter's push. But I don't think they're going to slow roll Thatcher's. Like, I think he's going to, he's an absolute rising star because they got to strike that iron hot. Damian Priest and Cameron Grimes, I expect one of them to be in it. Yeah, one of them will probably make it. It's probably gonna it's probably gonna be Grimes. Like yeah. they they've really been putting a lot on. He's been he's showed he's like a good wrestler. So it's gonna more than likely be him. I'm hoping the cruiserweight champion makes it. Because being the cruiserweight champion isn't I mean it's good. 
but I think they need to highlight that more if they want to have it exist. Otherwise, it's just like another belt they have for no, no, it, no reason. Well, it's kind of fallen by the wayside with WWE. Like, they kind of established they don't particularly give a shit about it. Mm-hmm. So if you're talented and you're holding a the belt, they'll just move you. You'll lose the belt, and then you go do something else. And then whoever else they feel, you know, isn't like a big main eventer, oh, you'll wrestle for that, you know, because you're a little guy. Or you're the lightest person, like, you know, we have, but. But I, I do currently like the Cruiserweight champion, and he's been booked very strong. I mean, he won a tournament for the Cruiserweight title and then got a faction to protect him. <laughs> that shit was dope. That was, I liked it, yo. I told you when I saw that happen, I was like, yo. I was like, was gully. I was like, that's some gully shit. I was like, let me just prove this point real quick that I don't need this. I want it. <laughs> and then I'm going to take my mask off. And now I'm a new character. <laughs> yep, now I'm a whole new character. What's up? He did Bray Wyatt in less than a month, yo. <laughs> and better. If they going to come for me, I got, I got shooters around me. But I don't need shooters. I choose to have shooters. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So then, is that your takeaway, D? Yes. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't watch NXT, so I have no takeaway. Uh well, what he wasn't. This? He wasn't on NXT. The Cruiserweight oh. Champion wasn't. Um, oh, I was just saying, yeah. That was me because I was just excited about, like I said, to see that match. And then I was like, hold on, Bronson Reed won. Then I saw the highlight. I saw the graphic for what they were doing. I said, oh. Then as I saw the next match for next week, I'm like, oh, this okay, you got me, NXT. I'm kinda interested. Yeah. No, that was a that was a good one. Um I mean that outside of that, I mean the Timothy Thatcher Orny Lurkin match was a really good match. Um, it told a pretty decent story. Uh Timothy Thatcher did get the win, but Orton gave him a Lurkin gave him a really, a really strong match. They're just really hard hitting together. Um uh, but Timothy Thatcher couldn't get out of a wrist lock, um, but he ended up uh, like covering the shoulders before he had to tap to get the win. And it's just a submission brute force showcase between the two of them. But cool. I, I like the, the, the style of wrestling, uh, especially because people, not a lot of people are doing it. It's, you know, blunt force assault just all the way through. It's the over-aggressive Daniel Bryan style. Hmm, interesting. From a guy who's a little bit bigger. <laughs> okay. Anything else from NXT? I haven't watched it this week. I got no takeaways. Um, I mean, no. I mean, none of the things happened, but... All right, then. Cool. monumental. So then let's move on over to the bar fight. Woo! Woo-hoo! Yeah, with my man right now. <laughs> on SmackDown. Nah, that's not my highlight. My highlight since oh, I ain't oh, going to ask you because Q going to take mine, so I'm going to go first because I rarely go first. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Pick your garbage ass like one. You gonna... Oh, so you calling Big E garbage? No, no. I won't uh, You said pick my... One. I was telling you what my... <laughs> no, what you said pick the bar fight. <laughs> no. Sorry, fam. <laughs> You know we're going to talk about it. So I am going to talk about Big E and Kofi giving that motivational speech, telling my man, don't wait 10 years and let them deny you because Kofi, I don't know if it's a real injury or kayfabe. Either way, 
he was injured during the Extreme Rules match where they dropped the title, so he's going to be gone for six weeks. And I love how they played it because it made Big E, because Big E has always been kind of the selfless player in the New Day, if you really think about it. And so to have him get a singles push while not breaking up the New Day, it's going to be pretty interesting. So I don't know what his ceiling is with WWE. I know what his ceiling is if they do him right. But I was trying to think about what WWE was going to do. So it's going to be interesting. That is my takeaway. Because he could at least be your Intercontinental Champion. In my mind. I think he could be a world champion, but he could at the very he should be no less than an IC title holder and he's been in a Cardinal champion. Champion, champion. That's what I'm saying. So that's his I don't think he could be any worse than that. Yeah. He's already, yeah, he's definitely already held that title. Hmm. People don't talk about it, but Biggie is a, I think a one time IC champion. Yeah. That's when he started his singles run, the mm-hmm. face single run for a little bit. Yeah, it was yeah. short lived. Well, I mean, it wasn't. And then we know history short. after that. It won't hit, not, not his fault, but just we know yeah. history. And mm-hmm. glad history happened like that because we wouldn't have what we have now. But I think um, we're ready to see what happens. I'm ready to see what happens. I'm interested in it, but I won't get excited about it. Yeah, so they know how to dash. They know how to dash people's hopes. Like I never trust them when they tell me they're going to push someone. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't say shit. That's why I say. I just say I'm curious. I don't know what they're going to actually do, but um, I am curious. So we will see. All right, Q. Now on your garbage ass highlight. Go ahead. Oh wow, 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 Mister! He he was trying to avo- he was trying to avoid like putting how much he he loved like you know that bar fight, but we ain't gonna. Talk oh, about I'll that. say it's better than the Bray Wyatt match from Extreme Rules. Go ahead. Shit, I could have walked out of this room and that would have been a better match. Okay, but like I said, but anyway, go ahead. All right, just- all right. Hey, 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 all right, so yeah, mine has to be. I'm gonna go with because I really like the segment, and this is another case of WWE ain't gonna do right by Naomi, like uh, being on Miz TV. There's no. you have to talk about that. I guess that was T highlight because she was waving the feeling right now. All right, but so now go ahead, give some background while I pour me some liquor. Do your thing, Q. Take it away. Uh, okay, okay. All right, because we actually going to tag team. Because no, T, it is your time to come up on this show. So I'm going to spit about the history behind this, and then you bring it home. No, see, All I don't right. know what you're going to bring up about. So you go ahead. This is yours. Well, I got more. Put, let, let me just put it out here, okay? All right, so a lot of people, they've been seeing how, like, WWE has been treating Naomi, and it ain't fair. She's talented. And you know the people, the people put it out there. They let them know they were not happy with this. And you know, and and, and I agree. You know, and I'm about to throw it over to T because 
Because a lot right now is happening, you know, when it comes to like, you know, represent, like representing black talent properly, people that deserve a shot. So go ahead and take it away, T. Man, you stood on me with heavy and didn't throw it to me. Is that what you want to do today? Oh, <laughs> take the rock, bro. He did that. <laughs> no, I know. See, <laughs> hey, she is a former world champion, and I'm not going to lie, I hate to see her get lost in the shuffle. I just think at the time right now, there are a lot of good other women wrestlers coming up. But I was happy just to see, anytime I get to see Naomi on TV, I'm happy. I actually like, it was just a continuation. I'm just glad they put her in the story, whether if you if you were interested or not, it's a continuous story of something from last week where, you know, Lacey tied her hair up and, uh, and that's how she won, tied her hair to the ropes. And so, also, I guess it was a highlight for me, not even about the Naomi thing, is basically it cemented the heel turn of Lacey, who is now on her way to being big show levels of face turns, face heel turns. <laughs> yeah, she be flippy flopping, don't she? She well, flipped quick. It's Lacey, yeah. <laughs> she's been a, a heel, face heel in one year. She's a natural heel. Yeah, and they, it actually kind of fits on her. So I was saying I had different highlights from it because I am glad to continue the story. And I get it. Like, no, I do want Naomi to do more. I do think she's athletic. But if we're gonna be honest, there are a lot of wrestlers right now, women wrestlers, we've had this discussion how SmackDown has more talent than Raw, so it's gonna be easier for Naomi to get lost in that shuffle. Also, you know, Naomi her and she's how long has she been back since her and um Jay? We're out. Well, you know, she's been back since the Rumble because you remember the Rumble they put they put her in that and they had her and Bianca like look strong as hell doing that. All things considering, I think Naomi's higher on the pecking order on SmackDown when it comes to talent and ability than we're giving her credit for right now. I mean, I'll I think she's this. up there. Okay, I get what you're saying. She did have a title match this year, didn't she? Did she have she had a title feud with Bailey, remember? No. Uh, they teased the title feud, but she lost that to Carmella. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't get that shot because she lost that match to Carmella. Then who wrestled on um, Bailey at Saudi Arabia? We don't count that. <laughs> like Saudi Arabia don't exist at this point. Oh, what that. I miss. What I miss. No, we're just talking about the different highlights of it, and Quinn got real heavy, tried to get me to get heavy on Naomi. Like, I definitely want her to know. I definitely want her to get another shot. But we're just talking about everything, the big show turn of um, Lacey Evans, how she's face heel, heel face, heel, heel face, face heel. Well, I mean, she's a natural heel, though, so. Karaoke so a loser. Hey, man, couldn't you be if you had to do that segment and didn't win? Hey. Just, yeah, actually. <laughs> I'm just saying, when you, if you had to do a karaoke segment and you weren't booked to win, come on. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm a real talk though. I, I, I'm gonna put Naomi up. I'm gonna say Naomi's up there as being like one of the definitive ones that people need to be talking about more. Yeah, you know? I mean, everybody keeps talking about Becky, and it's like, honestly, she can do more than Becky. And that belt was fire though. 
SmackDown. Wait a minute roster. now, y'all. We get wait a minute. Hold on. Later. No. Wait a minute. Whoa. CJ, hear it out. Hear it out. Yeah. SmackDown, oh, yeah. SmackDown's yeah. women's roster. That's why I'm waiting for CJ to come back because yeah. I've heard his things. SmackDown's on. women's roster because I know he doesn't like Naomi. doesn't think she's that great. Oh, no, no, no. We no. Got, no, don't be putting work. I don't think. And to be fair, this is where I will be fair. I didn't think she was the best in-ring performer, but she has drastically improved. So that's but go ahead with this Becky. I want to hear this. No, it's not even about Becky. You know, I don't care about Becky at all, but she's not even here right now. And if she was here, she'd be on Raw. So we're not counting her for SmackDown. Charlotte also was on Raw, I think. So her not being here doesn't matter. I don't actually know if Sasha Banks is a SmackDown competitor. <laughs> I think so. Because she was with them before they won the tag team championship. Okay. Her hair blue, blue, remember? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I just, I honestly just forgot. She's just there. She, she's just here now for SmackDown. Yeah, her hair changes color. Becky Banks. Show. (laughs) And then you have, to me, Nikki Cross, and then Naomi, when it comes to in-ring ability on SmackDown, and then you have Alexa Bliss. Bliss. I'm about to say, so this, this is where we're going to debate, though. Yeah, we are. You, we are. I think no. Naomi's a better wrestler than Alexa Bliss. Oh, interesting. I think mm. she's a better wrestler than Lacey Evans. That's fair. I know she's a better wrestler than Dana Brooke. I, yeah, it's fair. I know mm. she is. I think Dana I'm Brooke. she is better Dana than Brooke's Carmella. Improved, but she's, no, even Dana though I'm not a hot, even though I do stand by Carmella, because I like Carmella's heel work a lot. I think I think Dana Brooke can wrestle. She's boring, which is different. I think she's Natalia times twelve. See, I think she's Natalia divided by twelve. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean so, so solely on the personality too. Yeah. But that's fair because I think her style of wrestling is similar to Natalia, and I think she doesn't do it as well. Carmella, I think Naomi and Carmella are about equal. I just like Carmelo more as a heel. Yeah, Carmelo's heel work is very compelling to me. And I think Alexa Bliss, that's where See, I don't to know. me, Alexa Bliss is a great character. Her Which character work, her heel character work is absolutely phenomenal. Her face character work is pretty good. Like she has way more character than Naomi, but in the ring, I don't think she's a better wrestler. Okay, yeah. that's fair. I guess now I will. I'm willing to de- we could debate performer and I could probably be swayed just because she's always been really compelling as a heel because she's so easily to actually dislike. Yeah. So yeah. like seeing her come up and feels really good. Seeing her retain gives you that like that kind of seethe like God, you little evil tiny monster woman. <laughs> she does a better be- woman's right than Lacey Evans to me. <laughs> I can be persuaded. That's that's. But I mean, no, I'm not saying Naomi shouldn't be champion. And on SmackDown, she absolutely should have a shot. It's just that when Quinn said she'll do more than Becky, I was like, wait a minute. And we got to talk. No, no, no. I said like I put. I said I put her up there because they like a lot of people forget that. Like, yeah, no, she she held the title too, and it was it was entertaining. So you put her in the same class. That's where I. That's where my debate was coming from. It wasn't on SmackDown. I think she's an act. I'm talking about when we talk about women wrestling overall. I think she's in the for second WWE. tier. I think she's in the yeah, second Yeah, I was about tier. to say, yeah, I don't think she's first tier. Not to say yeah. that she can't get there, because to be, to be completely fair to her, I've seen her 
automatically improve. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not going to be disrespectful. And to like, me, Alexa Bliss was first tier for a while, and but she's Did second she tier now. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you can move. Like, the tier, but I do think those four women, when we talk about it, maybe five. I'm going to say five, because I'm going to include Asuka. We talk about Asuka, Charlotte Flair, Becky, Banks, and Bailey. God damn, that's hard to say with all them damn bees. Mm. Like... <laughs> Ah, that's me. That's Billy a different. Banks. You know what? I'd actually put a bliss in there. Only reason why I put bliss in there, she's had more title reigns than um. Asuka. She has. Yeah, she is. The and she, not, not, and I'm not saying I know we about to say wrestlingability, but like you said, D, she was she's, compelling when she did she's that. Very compelling, but she's done nothing in. I don't. And know I was about long. to say, I, I'm also judging like wrestlingability weighs heavy to me. Like yes. I feel like with those five. The reason why we get tired of seeing those five is because it's always those five. But to be fair, when you mix those five up, you know you're going to get a good match. But, yeah. truth, but truth be told, truth be told, though, honestly, when it comes down to it's because you even have to classify, you know, it's in-ring ability as well as like ability to like, you know, perform when it comes to like if you're either if you're working as like working heel stuff or like a uh, face stuff. And I think and I think I think there's some that like are good performers that just you know don't go anywhere. Where would you put Ronda Rousey? Rousey, Rousey, they really built her up with the whole wanting her to have a personality and be like this this manufactured like a uh, champion. That She's one tier part timer. Yeah, like like she she couldn't go to distance in my opinion. Like, well, that's see, I, I think she family. could if she was willing to be healed. If she was willing to be heel, her problem is she can't deal with being heel. And some wrestlers are just like that. They can't they can't deal with the crowd. Nobody in history had a better rookie year than Ronda Rousey. Yeah, like, well, I would argue current angle. I would argue listen to the argument. <laughs> Definitely not AJ Styles. She was world champion in, within a year. It took but so was AJ half. Styles. It took him a year and a half. Bro, AJ Styles like AJ Styles. Oh, let's look that up. Wow. I think it took him less than a year. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it took him a year and a half. Uh, Cause I will argue Kurt Angle if we talking rookie years. Kurt Angle had a great rookie year, but nothing. But yeah, so with Ronda, about Brock Lesnar, I, I would probably argue still Ronda. No, his rookie year. He ate more losses than she did. And you got, and we got to, to be fair to Ronda, where she might edge Kurt is, she did headline WrestleMania. Like, it's yeah. goddamn yeah. good. <laughs> she headlined WrestleMania. Yeah. Rock beat the Rock for the belt. Yeah, but if we talking, which was you? <laughs> you're so good that you're the first of three women to headline WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Or you, yeah, the other like, thing is, is, like Kurt Angle, she was a prodigy of wrestling yeah like it comes it comes naturally to her to do wwe in-ring work it just and so and to be fair so it does to brock too because brock is kind of like we sleep on brock's wrestling ability outside of like this legit olympic no, you, everyone knows why i hate brock lesnar because i think he's literally one of the he's definitely top 10 greatest in-ring performers to me of all time uh, when it comes to big main event things, when he feels like it, yeah, Brock, Brock just doesn't feel like it nearly enough for me. 
But yeah, so to go back to it, Ronda, I think, is tier one if she could deal with being healed. Because Ronda can wrestle. And that was just her rookie year. So if she actually took time to improve, she would be deadly. Like, Ronda, like, you know, I don't like her personality. So that's why I think you might move her to tier two. And that's only because she can't deal with being healed. But put it like this. She's better than Shayna Blazer. That's why I put her. Put it like that. Shayna is Ronda being okay with being a heel. And I think if Ronda was okay with being a heel, she'll be better than Shayna. If that makes sense. Yeah. I can see that. So, and I put Shayna in tier two only because she, she does need some it. she needs some help. But I think if they wanted her to be tier one, she could be tier one. And, and the other thing is that tier that we're talking about is populated by hills, right? <laughs> if you really think about it. Like Asuka's the only face, and to be fair, of the of the other four, I I don't like Charlotte when she's a face. Well, nope. well, here's the thing though. Bailey has kind of turned too heel to go back to that type of face. Thanks could probably pull it off. So and yeah, weird gray area because she was because her and Kyrie were heels, and then people started to get into them a little bit more, and then they just became like she became face after that. But I think she could do either or really well. Yeah, she can do either or. Really, really well. If she yeah. really wanted to, I don't think Charlotte can. No, oh heck. <laughs> no, I think to be fair, the more I see a belly, the more I put her in the tier. I think she could. I just think her face turn looks different when she does it. Yeah, like she can't go back to being. She's not the huggable know. one again, really. Yeah, you know. And if she does, it'll be when they do that legacy kind of nostalgia run type of thing. I see um, her doing an Eddie, like you know, if she goes back, that it's not quite. Face, but it's not quite heel. Banks is the one that I see is naturally a heel. Two, I don't. I like her heel work better than her face work. Me personally, I don't know if y'all agree or disagree. Yeah, no, I like right, a, yeah, I like, a, I like a heel work better. So, Asuka is either or. Like I'm cool with either Asuka. Like you can be either one. I'm I good. love heels. I just love heels. So uh, her yeah. heel run was so good to me in NXT. Hey. It's kind of like Big E, like to keep it on SmackDown. I like Big E's face work better than his heel work. So do I. To be I fair, guess. like I like him better as a face in the heel. So well, but but now like there's been enough time, like you know, because a lot of a lot of them when they when they were heels, they were relatively new, yeah. like to being in the spotlight. So it didn't look right in the beginning, and who knows if he turns heel now? Oh no, but see my. My stance point is WWE has too many heels. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I like Shinsuke Nakamura more as a face than a heel. Yeah. Like, that's my standpoint. WWE just has too many heels. So, when you have somebody that works as a face, keep them. Keep them. Because that's harder for WWE to find than yeah. heels. Like, you could do a heel work. Like, if you if you did heel on heel matches, WWE look completely different because they have a bunch of fucking heels. Yeah. And they could do heel on heel matches. They're heels. <laughs> There are different levels of this heeldom. Mm-hmm. Like AJ Styles is technically still a heel, even though he's moving towards tweener. Yeah. Um, but like you know, if you have an AJ Styles versus a you know the Messiah right now, like people aren't cheering for Seth. Like he's clearly the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. There's scales. So, like I feel so that's why I feel like Big E. 
is definitely should stay face. Like I know we've been clamoring for like people been clamoring, but if you keep him face, keep him. Because I think his also his title runs look different than Kofi because Big E's naturally, in no disrespect to Kofi, Big E's just naturally more charismatic than Kofi. Mm-hmm. So Big E oozes charisma. Yeah. So and that's just what it is. Kofi's a different type of charisma. His yeah. comes more so through physical storytelling. So it's, it's like, just a little to me, it's like Biggie's charismatic. Kofi's likable. Yeah, no, that's absolutely yeah. that's probably the best way I've heard it. Like, yeah. And that's why You're the absolutely right. works so well. Absolutely right. It's, so, like the, it's like the Finn Balor charisma. He's likable. Yeah. Me, but I do think charismatic. Finn can cut a promo. Whereas Kofi. I think heel or tweener Finn can cut a promo. Yeah, heel Finn can kill it. I don't think, I don't think Finn can cut a promo at all, actually. I don't think any form of Kofi can cut a promo. Well, we've only seen one form of Kofi. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I don't think Kofi's just – but this is what we're going back to, though, about the likable heel. Sometimes you can tell. Like, Finn, even as a face, I can tell he has the talking ability, just the natural cadence – the charisma to cut he's just not properly yeah, Kofi's just a dude who's talking yeah like Kofi to me can be uh, if Kofi is a heel it's a different type of heel that's why I say it's going to be hard to turn them because usually your heels are your talkers but Kofi could be heels just a different type and I don't see him as a talker he's just he's never given even face fan has given me a speech at least once where I'm like alright I feel you well, I even a, through that whole Kofi run to the title, it was mostly through the storytelling of other people and not him that got me behind him. And well, just my yeah. knowledge of his history. That's that makes sense. And that's the thing, because they tried to go heel at one point. And some of the stuff I remember that run, some of it was good, but you know, it's kind of it kind of came out of left field because nobody really knew what to expect from the new day at that point. You know? Well, here's the thing about their heel work is that it's mostly, I think Xavier's a great talker. Like, so Xavier, like the new day can be healed with a mouthpiece. Big E like, could probably be healed. Like the new day can be healed because they have a built in mouthpiece. Yeah. I don't think even big E could probably be healed. I don't think Kofi, like, you know, we saw – I don't know if you looked at that list on what culture about wrestlers who should never turn face. And they had people like, you know, MJF and stuff like that. I'm of the firm belief Kofi should never turn heel. So am I. Like, just because there are certain people you're built for one type of thing. Like, you just, that's just who you are. You The most you can maybe do is tweener. Like, Triple H is a face, but he's like a tweener face. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Ric Flair's a face, but he's a tweener face because we all know he'll cheat. <laughs> he will cheat. Eddie Guerrero was That's the perfect cheating. <laughs> he was the perfect cheating face. Hmm. Well, yeah, and that's why I see Bailey going if they do like somewhere down the line, like after the title line. Like, she could just fall into that similar, like, a setup. Yeah, a cheating face would be good for Belly. I can see that. Although I do love her heel work. Like, Belly and Banks are entertaining. Like, yeah, the way I felt about Asuka early in the year, which is the way I still kind of do, I will add Banks and Belly to that because they're just entertaining. And that's rare. Like, I literally like, yo, I can watch y'all. Y'all are hilarious to me. When we she did the, the you can't see me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
was like, you can't see me. I was like, I was dying. Like, it's crazy. Like, I love those two together because they just have a natural chemistry too. So, well, I mean, they're the definition of greatness. By the yeah, they are. Well, I mean, online they talk about how they better than Harlem Heat and all these tattoos. I'm like, I'm here for it. I'm talking your bitch. <laughs> Talk it. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> like, that's why. I, that's why I like it. So, all right, my bad. Did I miss D with your highlight or takeaway? Uh, my SmackDown highlight. Hmm. Hmm. Because mm. right. I a... didn't think SmackDown was. But really your takeaway, it don't have to be great. a highlight. It could be a takeaway. You can talk about Braun. I know you want to. You can talk about Bray. I know you dying. Hey, man. Hey, look, look, look. <laughs> I'm going to say something. Stop coming to Bray, man. Don't be Stop taking coming. away D. Don't be taking away from D. Stop letting I'm not. I'm just, saying, don't, 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 like I'm come just warning Bray. you. I'm just warning you. I got D back. Don't be coming for Braun. I, I, still no, how, but, I, mean, I do got... still love how self aware Bray is. Um, of all this stuff, because he definitely told Swamp Thing Bray Wyatt that he had a chance, and it's not now. He's not letting him back out right now, so chill. So I do appreciate that, and I guess, you know, we're getting the trilogy, the final match, uh, which will be a real match for the title, probably at SummerSlam, which I do not expect him to lose. But here's the question. I was just, oh, okay. You answered my question. What I was going to say, I can see a trilogy where he still doesn't go over. Oh, I can see it, but I don't expect it. Okay. Okay. So you have the fiend. So you, I, I'm expecting you having him coming out as, as a fiend and winning the title. Yeah. Okay. This one's going to be the fiend. Because I was Ron about to say, is the only person who got the trilogy too, which I think is something to be saved. And if it is going to go like this, I am comfortable with the Swamp Thing Bray Wyatt matches always being fever dreams. If we keep, if for special occasions he hits you with a trilogy, people who are important to his past. I swear, this man, like. I can see Brian going over. The more, that's, that is one thing I will say from watching, like, uh, SmackDown. I can see how Brian goes over. And I, I didn't see that before, as much as I shit on the Swamp Man. I didn't see that before Extreme Rules. But that combined with the promo, I could see it. I'm he not, I don't know if I'm going to pick it, but I could see it. He's SmackDown's big man. You know, they're big man they're promoting. And I mean, it's weird because Bray, Bray literally has the weirdest win record for three personalities. Like win-loss. If Bray Wyatt had Braun Strowman's body, he would literally be champion right now. He would have been champion before. We probably wouldn't even see The Fiend. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. But if Braun Strowman had Bray Wyatt's creativity, he would have been a champion too. So. Yeah, it's, it's literally yeah. the same thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, but Braun yeah. Strowman's body type, because they want The Fiend to be this big, imposing figure. The problem is, is Bray's not that big and not that imposing, really. He's oh, creepy. Yeah. And, like, he's, like, the biker you would see at a bar that you wouldn't really fuck with. But, like, you're but even not. that, to be fair, this is why we'll give your side of the argument because we always argue about who deserves more blame. This is why we'll say WWE booking fucked up. Because, and to be fair, some of that's their fault from the other issues of having a shortage of talent. He shouldn't even, 
now is the time where maybe <laughs> we should be thinking about the female champion. <laughs> yep. Maybe. And I'm saying maybe. I could see he could go another year without that yep. belt. And I've been like, all right, that makes sense. Honestly, the Fiend should still be undefeated. Yeah. He should have never been a champion. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I completely agree with that. He he should have already targeted everyone who wronged him and won those Fiend matches for nothing. And right now, we should have gotten random Bray Wyatt promos of him spinning his wheels, figuring out what he wants to do. And then he should have had an encounter with somebody with a shiny belt and then decided that's what he wants. Yeah, because I agree. It just doesn't it doesn't seem like he knows where to go with it. And they're letting him kind of spiral into that. I actually the, think they should have went with a much slower build, but they did. So now they try to recover from it. I don't think they're fighting at SummerSlam. You don't think they're gonna fight at SummerSlam? Mm, I think they're gonna extend this. Maybe what if break I mean what if Braun comes out at Black Sheep Braun again? Here's my thing. Uh I would agree with you if it wasn't SummerSlam. You can't have SummerSlam without both belts. You willing to make a bet on it, though? You feel that strongly? You willing to make a bet? I'm just trying to figure out who he would face at SummerSlam for the... There is no one else. I'm about to say there's nobody else. He's going against the Fiend. Hell, like, at this point, Bray Wyatt could wrestle Bray Wyatt at SummerSlam. I could see it. But, like, (laughs) (laughs) like, if anybody could pull it off, as much as I shit on Bray Wyatt, it would be Bray. But, like, honestly... You want to make a bet about this? You don't think the match is going to happen at SummerSlam? I don't think that's absolutely going to happen. We can bicker about who go who's going to go over, but I think the match is going to happen. I feel like the the last theme match should be around Halloween. No, no, no. Make the bet. Put your money where your mouth is. SummerSlam? It's going to be SummerSlam. Unless you're thinking different, you're no, saying, saying you're what thinking if, different. I was saying what if. Who knows? Like I'm trying to figure out. No, uh, I know you see, No, no, no. Listen, <laughs> we didn't see Braun come back. Braun didn't come back, and he kept saying in the promo he said something about Braun coming home or showing her ways. That's what I'm like. What do we know is going to happen? That's what I'm week? saying. I've known you long enough, T, to know that when you start talking like that, you think that's what's going to happen. So no, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't know. Nah, all nah, right, man. Right. You, we, everybody out here putting nah, their neck on them. Nah, got, well, we, well, we got, I'm, I'm about to lose my bet. So. We got, we got. You out here being? I don't know. I don't know, son. You being a rap Republican? We all out here putting our neck on the line. You being all safe and shit. Nah, man. I gotta deal with this for the content. To find out, so. so you know we'll, what? Next we'll week see. we start a new segment. Bold pick. Everybody gotta make a bold pick and live with it. Shit, I make bold picks all the time. Don't be trying to throw me in one. <laughs> yeah, make a bold. If anything, if anything, I normally I make a crazy pick every week. So they want your bold to, pick for Don't be trying week. to force me to make a crazy pick for you. I pick my own What's your bold pick? I ain't, it ain't doing for me. It's for content. What's your bold pick? Street Profits in the Hurt Game. Hurt Business. That's not bold. That's not bold. <laughs> I'm going to do my... Dolph Ziggler is the belt. R-Truth okay. versus the Well, damn. All right. Well, all right. I shut up. <laughs> R-Truth versus the Fiend at SummerSlam. Shut up. You shut me up. Fair Dolph Ziggler wins the belt. <laughs> you shut He's going to come back next week. R-Truth versus the Fiend at SummerSlam. <laughs> I'm over here. I died hard off a Ziggler fan. Like, nah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, you shut me up with that one. Anyway, let's go ahead. <laughs> hey, you know what? Let's do that real quick for WWE. Because I feel like we're done with SmackDown before we move to AEW. Terrence has gave us his bold pick. Q, what's your bold pick? Oh, um, 
Oh, bold pick. I am gonna. I'm gonna get on the get on the Lashley train. I'm gonna call it before the year ends. There is going to be a rematch: Braun versus Lashley, and some gold Braun. might be attached. Yeah. Oh, so you got the hurt business moving to SmackDown? Okay. I they because at this point they're doing all sorts of weird shit. I got a feeling with they might go back around again because Raven okay. is slipping. Okay. All right, I, I like that. That's a bold ass pick. Both of y'all coming out They're the bold. gate strong. Both y'all, I ain't gonna lie. Both of you, Terrence, you shut me up. I'm, I, I'll be mad enough to admit when somebody shut me up. I didn't right. believe my shit. I just wanted to shut your ass up. <laughs> oh, see, no, no, you gotta pick a bold pick. You believe, nigga. Don't be picking nothing you don't believe gonna happen. Nah, hey, don't T, be doing hey, that. Hey, That's hey, cheap. T, That's you gotta look. Hey, T, tequila T strikes again. Showing. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. That's, oh, that's boo. That's cheap as hell. At least Quinn believed this pick. Anyway, going over to D. <laughs> uh, bold pick Shannon Baszler will be women's champion at the end of SummerSlam. At the end of SummerSlam? Oh, oh damn. shit. Okay. Well, that, I that mean you about to have opposing bold picks. I'm going to go bold pick. Banks is going to win on Monday. I still stand by my pick. That was my bold pick two weeks ago. Shut up. No, but you ain't picked that. You ain't know what's going to happen this Monday. So no, I told you. No, we asked me who's coming out the champion between Asuka and Sasha. Who picked Sasha? No, we talked about extreme rules. Don't be trying to be like. Either way, I said Sasha's uh, coming so, out with No, that. so pick your bold pick then. Pick it. Pick it. Pick my bold oh, pick. no. I'll go another bold pick so you can pick it. No, no, yours. no. Here's my bold pick. Apollo Crews it will be in the Hurt Business. Oh, okay. So you believe this? This ain't one to shut us up. I believe this. By year end, Apollo Crews will be in the Hurt Business. Okay. Fair enough. And I really have been saying it for a while, though. He has been saying it. No, no. I like bold picks when you believe it. Because if we wrong. I really believe that. I can't see Ziggler winning, but no, no. There's too much for for Drew to do. I can see it. But no, I believe Apollo Crews somehow is going to get, he's going to be in this group. All right, so let's do let's do this. I do want to have this one quick call conversation before we move. See, I like this. This is now we podcasting when we arguing and disagreeing. I like this. All right, so now I'm about to ask you one question. I'm about to ask you all, unless you disagree. If you disagree, feel free. Okay. Do you think? A. My question is based on the prediction that most of us talked about off air that Randy Orton is going to go over at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Unless you disagree. If you disagree, now is your time to speak up. All right. Nobody speaked up. Hold up. Randy Orton's what? He's, He's going, going over Drew at SummerSlam. <laughs> Hold up. When is Ziggler and Drew's fight? Monday. M- Monday. Yeah. Oh. See, I thought I was for some reason SummerSlam. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So do we all agree with that premise? Uh Unless you disagree. If you disagree, right. let's have that conversation. I'm all for it. I, I see it. Yeah, but, yeah. I but I will say this. If not SummerSlam, by the end of their by the end of their beef, Yes, that's what I will say. Like Randy Orton few, will yeah. be champion. I do agree Randy will be touching that belt this year. All right. So if Randy's gonna be champion, we all also probably assume Edge is gonna be the one that takes the belt off of him. Yep. Yeah, so, they're, they're gonna get uh, so unless you think something different, I'm off the conversation. Or Edge cost them the belt to somebody. Okay. I, I, I originally would have believed Edge was coming back for that one more 
championship run, and that's perfect. Edge versus Randy Orton, even with the whole matches, but with the injury, I would wonder okay. what they want to throw the bill. Okay, but this leads into the topic I'm about to ask you. So, then that's fair. That's definitely a fair trade, and we can talk about. Ooh, ah, there's so much to talk about. Oh, AEW. I'm sorry, but we're gonna have to talk. We're gonna talk about AEW still. But this one question. Do we have All to? Right. So, Drew. Drew has been, by all accounts, a pretty good to decent to great champion. Not a bad one, unless somebody here disagrees. Doesn't that scenario hurt Drew? Yes. Yeah, I mean, he he, he can't not look any different because right now, having that belt is all that he has. They, they turned on face. It's gonna be even harder to see him go back heel without fading into like into like the into the fold at this point. So if you have Drew, if we all agree that you have Drew, who it hurts, who's been had a, a really good run to me personally. When, if, and also when, do you have Drew winning that belt again? Like twenty twenty two. Oh, you got him going all of 2021 without the belt. Mm-hmm. I okay. mean, hey. hey oh, that's interesting. It depends on who comes back. Uh-huh, who nah, Queen, you got to make a pick. You got to make a pick. Make a pick. We, about, all, we right. all about to make these picks. I can justify right. mine, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say I don't – I see him going half a year without being able like, – without getting the title shot. No, no, I'm talking about winning. So you don't see. Uh, I'm saying, when do you see Drew getting that belt again? Once they take it off of him, mm. and that's assuming they take it off of him to give it to Randy Orton. When do you have him getting in that belt again? Realistically, I'm gonna have to go with D. Twenty twenty-two. Okay. Yeah. T, what's your pick? I don't know. I'm having. I don't know if it's just Uncle Nears. I'm having wild. I just had a wild. Y'all, know, that's why we fuck that pile no, no. uncle nearest. Tell us what you're thinking, bro. What are you oh, thinking? What I'm thinking is John Cena going to cost him the match. <laughs> John Cena going to cost who the match? Or Randy Orton. Or- He's going to come back. You can't kill this legend. And for the damn uh, 2,000 million time, John Cena versus Randy Orton. But how do you have John uh, John Cena coming back after the Fiend, too? That's also an important part of this equation. No, honestly, I don't know. I still, for some reason, I see Randy, if once he beats... um. If he beats Drew, I still somehow see Lashley beating Drew in a return match later. But okay. Randy, either way, I I think Drew loses the belt, but he gains it back sometime either by the end of the year or sometime by WrestleMania next year. Whether and then I also see a heel turn for Drew sometime, just because he works better as a heel. Okay. This face run has been good, so I, don't I think, think so. Even okay. if he loses the belt, I would not see him. I couldn't see him the whole year without it next year, even if he lost it this year. I feel like he would get it back. So you have him getting it back by WrestleMania and maybe Randy Edge is a non-title match mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. Okay. No, that's interesting. I am going to go on the limb and say I once he loses it to Randy, because I think he's going to lose it to Randy. Because also I think if you're going to take the belt off Drew, Randy's the only one who can take it. Outside of maybe Bobby... I think there's only two candidates, and I think with what Randy's doing, you're going to give it to Randy just because of his status. It's been so good, yeah. Yeah, so I think you're going to give it to Randy. 
I think he does. I, this is the interesting part, and I don't think he gets a rematch because I don't think you can rematch him and then rehab him later. Well, you could because WWE. Well, I, I just don't think that's going to happen. I see him getting the belt SummerSlam next year. I see him taking it from Edge. I don't see Edge's title win being a long one. I got you. The, the issue is going to be: Do I see is do I see Drew as a heel or a face? Because I think there at SummerSlam you could do at any of the big four you could do face versus face without a problem. So, following WWE booking. Vince McMahon is known to change shit, so all this is with a grain of salt, but this is my bold pick. Randy probably wins a rematch. I don't think Randy goes over at SummerSlam. Only because, like we talked about early in the week, that month makes a huge difference in, in Randy Orton's title reign. Just, just one month makes a huge difference in how long he can keep the belt. He goes over naturally the Edge storyline, because I feel like that's the best storyline you can tell for WrestleMania, which may or may not be in front of fans. And if it is in front of fans, that's definitely the way I'm going, because it's the best storyline you can tell. Edge versus Randy Orton. Edge wins, gives him his moment. Because Randy, for all his credit, has never cared about win-losses. Like, he's just kind of like, I'm going to do the character work, do the good match. Edge wins... Drew is doing his thing. Maybe a WrestleMania match against, I don't know, Seth Rollins. I'm just throwing that out there. And then he comes on, wins, and then takes out Edge. So that's how I'm going. But okay. I was just interested in that because we all, when we talked this week, we all had Randy kind of winning that beef. I was like, well, where does that leave Drew? So that's interesting. Yeah, I got uh, Drew losing to Randy at SummerSlam. Uh, Randy losing to Edge at WrestleMania. Edge losing to Bobby Lashley Mm. after Bobby Lashley wins Money in the Bank. Oh, see, I was with you there. I was, I'm with Mm. you on the Bobby Lashley. That's a good one. Uh, I'm with you because I was thinking that earlier. Go ahead. And then I got Bobby Lashley losing to a returning Brock Lesnar either at next year's SummerSlam or next year's uh, Royal Rumble. Not saying that'll be the first time we see Brock Lesnar, but the first time Brock Lesnar decides he wants to be champion again. And he will beat Bobby Lashley. Doesn't Brock only come back when he wants to be champion? Yeah. Well, you know, he might come back for like a one-off just to – have a good match with someone big. Like, they might do the Drew match again, which I don't think Drew will lose. But when was the last kind of non-title? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. It's been a really long time. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So really that's interesting. Okay. But, yeah, I think he's going to come back and he's going to take the title off Lashley. And in 2022, they're going to run back the WrestleMania with Brock and Drew. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So – Let's get over to A&W. Unless anybody has anything to say about that. I did want to kind of just bring that up as kind of a quick topic. Nobody? All right. Bet. So, let's get into AEW. Q, what was your takeaways from this week's AEW? Dynamite. So, because I know there's one. I know there's one T's going to want to talk about. 
But one I want to talk about, I'm sure I'm starting to respect Cody a little bit more because I do like the open challenge thing because there's a lot of indie cats come out, especially this dude, Eddie Kingston. Like, damn, that was the promo 2020 needed. All right, give him some background, man. You can't just be saying this and not give him background. Like, oh, oh, background for you because I'm going to come a little bit more correct with it. Homeboy has been a indie wrestler for like a hot minute. He was in uh, Shikara, which is a promotion that like almost everybody and their mama came up. They just closed down. He's wrestled all around. And his story is actually legitimate. Like, dude was like, yeah, you know, when COVID hit, I, I meant the, you know, like I lost my job. I had to sell my wrestling gear. You know, this is the only thing I know how to do. I can't do anything else. But yeah, the uh, open challenge, you know, essentially has been put up to have people challenge Cody for the ugliest belt in the world. But, you know, and they've had a lot of people come through. And yeah, Eddie Kingston, like, definitely has been the standout right now. And I feel like, you know, it's a, it's a good thing for Cody to have, like, different opponents that aren't main AEW like roster. You know, because it's giving people, like, something to do. And, yeah, showcasing there are good wrestlers out there that aren't signed to companies right now, you know, that people don't know about. But, yeah, he came out there. He held it down. He whooped some ass. I mean. Do you think that's a long term? Do you think Eddie will be around or do you think that was a one off? I think I think they might sign him at some point because, like I said, that promo was good. And dude can go, you know. But I think they might sign him because he has a history with uh with uh um uh homeboys uh in the in the inner circle like uh, Ortiz and so uh so yeah like he he definitely is gonna be around. You know, right now I feel like they're getting a feel for who like you know definitely needs work because I know uh Brian Pillman Jr. who was doing uh AEW Dark had the thing with Brian Cage. They uh he still signed with another company. So I mean we'll see. They they shaking it up a little bit. So but that was my highlight. Like I said, he 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 went in. You know, I love to hear wrestlers talk real shit and then go in there and actually give a good match. Okay. So then T, what was your highlight from the week? My boy is back. Even though I wonder was that long enough, but my boy is back. Mr. Spanish God. Okay. Yeah, the Sammy. question was a month long enough. That's the question. I gotta be real. Was a month long enough? Why am I, I so mean, happy to see you? I don't but, know. I honestly don't know. A month is what they were gonna do though. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I honestly feel like a month for what he did. I don't know. I got a lot of mixed emotions about it because, yeah, it was wrong, but it was also like four years ago. So, well, the inner circle just felt right when I was watching it. Yeah. Like, there's an argument that, like, we don't know what personal growth he's had since he made that to begin with. He might have made that and immediately regretted it and started his personal journey to be a better person since then. So, he may have already technically been reformed. We don't know. Oh. Uh. Some people still mad at him behind yeah. the scenes. It's like, well, there are people who are going to be mad at him forever. Yeah. Like, there are people who, like, it's a deal breaker. Like, we all have deal breaker things. 
Shoot, y'all call me toxic too. Y'all already got yeah. me canceled by a few people that don't even know me. So hey, like for like uh, Little Wayne, for example, after he had his his Emmett Till line, I was done forever. Deal breaker for me. Yeah, everybody's deal breaker is different. It's like so there are people who will never ever fuck with Tammy Kavara, and there are people who are like, there. I mean, there are also people who are like, what he said wasn't that bad, which I mean, it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. Yeah. I'm about to say, I don't know who those people yeah. are. Like, yeah, there are people, you, you though. You couldn't like, joke about that. Seven billion people on the planet. I'm sure. Yeah, I know there like, are people, but I'm just like, fam, I don't know how you don't yeah, think that. Like, yeah, but it was pretty rough. But, you know, it was a long time ago. He apologized profusely. Um, I don't know what type of seminar training you go to for a month. I, you know, I've never been caught up in a situation like that. I just assumed they lasted longer. Uh, they beat it in them. But, you know, never say uh, that shit again. he's back. I hope he never does anything reckless like that again. But more importantly, I hope he learned from his behavior. It, that wasn't his heart to begin with. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So then, Q, we're going to jump over to you. What was your highlight? Take away. Oh. I mean, as a whole, AEW. Oh, I'm thing. sorry. Yeah, like uh, I was like, wait, hold on. My bad. <laughs> put big <put laughs> verb in down, CJ. I'm about to say I had two old fashions. My bad. Like, hold on. I'm no D, I, I'm so... D, what was your takeaway? My bad. No one cares about the fourth quarter of the dollar, huh? <laughs> I, I care. I care. Darkest D just gonna go back in the shadow, huh? Thought you mm. <laughs> Do I need to be oh. Prince? Do I need to be Prince Petty? Is that that who needs to be here today? <laughs> hey, sometimes you gotta get your Petty on. Don't be Scotty Pippen, man. Oh, oh. I don't think I could be that Petty. <laughs> don't be. Have you watched the last? Pissed. Have you watched the last um dance yet? No, no. I still please got, watch like, it this week. I finally got to see it. Anyway, keep going, D. Hey, he was not um, Petty. That man wanted his due. Fuck I mean, that. you can be Petty and right. Yeah, well, that's also true. So, you know. <laughs> That's also very true. Damn, <laughs> like, yeah, what they. Yeah. Uh, but uh, my takeaway is the Kenny Omega Hangman Page inevitable breakup is also being done super well. Like, we tote uh, WWE for the Banks and Bailey uh, inevitable breakup that is who knows when, but when it happens, it's going to be magic. But this Kenny Omega Hangman Page one is also really, really good. It's so slow moving and it has so many nuances um, and everyone's doing a great job in it. And I just oh, really appreciate it. B, to add on to it, uh, you should catch uh, some of the being, like uh, being the elite on YouTube. They mm. do do a lot of story building for that because, they, uh, cause y'all, yeah, yeah, y'all saw the match or where like Hangman was just hanging out drinking with FTR, mm-hmm. and then they picked that up like afterward, and they were just like, he was just like, where were you? And he was like, I was just hanging out. And he was like, why are you hanging out with the guys that like you know we are gonna have to go against? He got jumped, and Kenny Omega was not the first person to help him. <laughs> that doesn't that's feel only, good. That's good. <laughs> But yeah, I liked it. And I also liked that, you know, we got to see uh, some more Brody Lee because I like seeing Brody Lee do stuff. Um, and I am starting to feel, and this is just an extra point, 
with AEW is going to struggle with this lack of star situation because people currently are losing to John Moxley. And after they lose to John Moxley, they don't really have anything else to do unless you are an already established star like Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho. But Lance Archer is just kind of running around beating up doing anything. We'll see what they do with Cage. Brody Lee's become a sometimes tag team wrestler, businessman, cult leader who isn't really doing anything except getting his recruitment rates up. Trying to. I love that tweet he put out. He was like, I didn't join wrestling. Like, you know, like, like wrestling. I joined for the ratings. <laughs> like, so, yeah. like, AW. Like, AEW's lives in their mid-card right now. Like, all their highlights are everything that you love is in their mid-card. Like, and that's, you know, that's fine, but where are their star stars? Like, they're going to need to figure out a way to begin building those. Yeah, but I also do think the people that do lose can be rehabbed quickly. Yeah, they all can, but they're going to also need to actually do that. Yeah, but I also think like this situation also hurts too. So I think with a lot of people, both on the WWE and AEW side, excuse me, AEW side, you'll see what they think of them when crowds are back in the stances. I mean, I agree with CJ because what may fly without an audience? You know, somebody may be on cloud nine, but as soon as the audience comes back, can they perform? You know? Can they still keep that same draw that they had when there was no one around? Yep. So, all right. I don't have a takeaway. I honestly didn't watch it this week. Um, so then I'll ask the panel this. To go back to your question, D, I'll go to you first. And I know you said they're struggling. Where do you see AEW a year from now? Honestly, in a similar location. Okay. Because they still put on, you know, a pretty decent show every week. Um, and their mid card is so deep, like they're not struggling for faces or people who are, you know, keep you entertained, but there's nobody there isn't like those handful of people who like I'm clamoring to see. But they have enough people who are interesting that I'm, you know, interested. Okay. That's fair. It's just like, like for WWE, like I want to see what Bray Wyatt's doing. I want to see what Seth Rollins is doing. Like I want to see what AJ Styles is doing. Like I actually care and like, we'll go out of my way to like actually view and to see what they're doing for AEW. It's like there's they don't have anybody yet. And that might just be because it hasn't been enough time. Um, and the only person who like I super, super care about is, you know, John Moxley, and he's not really able to be around that much because of, you know, everything going on. Yeah. It's like, but he wasn't around that that much after he won the title anyway. Because AEW is better about rotating people out. But okay. it feels like the same feud for me, just different faces. 
And that's interesting because I would say that's the criticism against WWE. But okay, in fairness, I might just be used to it with WWE. That's that's also true. So okay, anybody else want to jump in on the convo? Where do you see AEW a year from now? The elite running everything, really. They already do. Well, I see see Kenny Omega or Kenny Omega and the world title picture eventually. I see a Cody Hill turn. I I get what you say. I do see it's going to kind of be the same as it is right now. It's hard to say with everything going on that what triggers they would have pulled. But I do like that they even, I do like they have been trying to build other stars. But I think they are going now in the next year try to get built on the stars that they already had. If you know what I'm saying? And then push push even more because now you have other ones, you have more storylines with people you've already built up from this year. Okay. The Darby Allens, the orange the orange catches, Darby Allens, you kind of focus made them focal point this year, but then within next year, the Kenny Omegas, the hangman pages, they'll start ascending to the tops, more fuse with Moxley's and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree because they they are like really they have been really good about like a lot of these people are working with their newer talent, like a lot of people that aren't as experienced. Because Kenny Omega is working with the women's division, and Matt Hardy is actually mentoring like private parties and working with a bunch of other cats to get them over. So yeah. Uh, it, yeah, I think I was a little skeptical in the beginning, considering so many of the like so many of these guys came from New Japan and they had gold, you know, and and then the whole Jericho thing happened. But I was like, yeah, they're not gonna put put anybody over. But yeah, I I, I agree with you. Like, I feel like that's what that's gonna like, that's gonna be the next move. I think you'll see AEW at its best two years from now. I think yeah. gonna take, yeah, I think this year and next year is going to be about building stars, which I think they have a few, but I think it's really establishing them. And it's interesting because I, I would personally say AEW puts together, and I didn't watch it from this week, so this is solely off me watching the past few weeks, a better top-to-bottom show than any of WWE shows. They do. They're, AEW's lower, lower to upper mid card is – phenomenally presented yeah yeah so okay all right well that's it that's us for the week we talked about wrestling join us next week where we will be talking about wrestling again maybe have a deep dive topic um so that's it once again listen to us on villains and vinyl um at Instagram, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Podbean, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts. So, you know, that's where we are. Check us out. Also, check us out for our comic and hip-hop podcast as well, which is just called Villains and Vinyl. And then just hit us up on Instagram, social media, let us know what you're thinking. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, give us feedback. That's all we're working for. And Anybody else got anything else before we dip on out? Uh, well, I'm just going to say it right now. It's your time. It's your time. Take yours. You got this. All right. Fair enough. And like that, you can be Big E, another underpushed WWE star. And we will talk to oh, you wow. next week.
Peace. Peace. Out. Bye, y'all.